Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. They say you only get out what you put in. And with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching or barbecuing, check out kerrygold.com for ideas. Or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram. to Hooked, your favourite Dungeons & Dragons and other tabletop role-playing game Hooked-themed podcast. I'm Nailed your... it. You'll speak when you're fucking spoken to. <laughs> I'm your chipper and cheerful host, Dom Gilfoyle, and I am going to be joined by three fools this week who will come up with hooks for your role-playing games and for my amusement. With me this week is... Darling Grimley. Great and terrible, at your service. We have Rook. Have I been spoken to? And we have Zane. I usually host and I'm uncomfortable in this situation. <laughs> You're uncomfortable in a lot of situations. I am <laughs> uncomfortable in a lot of situations. Particularly when I'm involved. But, you know, I want to know more about oh. things that make you uncomfortable. I want to get to know the people at this table. So I want to if know... this turns into just like a whole episode of getting to know you, I'll be very disappointed. I will be so excited. <laughs> I'm very happy with the concept that I've come, just come up with. <laughs> so what's something in... What's in the last week, the last seven days, what is the thing that has made you the most uncomfortable? This question. Uh, it's cheating. Oh, oh, I got some new sheets and they were flanlet. When they were not advertised as such, and I cannot touch Flanlet without flinching away from it, and it made me very uncomfortable just opening up this package of sheets and putting my hand into it, and it was Flanlet, and I was very uncomfortable in a physical way. That got more real than I expected. <laughs> Brooke, talk about your own personal discomfort for my amusement. Uh, so when it gets to winter, I just can't feel my toes for like three months. Uh, so it was that started. I can't feel my toes now, and it's very stressful because it's, it's 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 still autumn. It's when it gets to cold, I can't ah. feel my toes for three months. Um, so that's started. I can't feel my toes. Um, like you could chop my foot off, and I'd be like, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know if that's a problem. I just have very cold toes all cold the time. Uh, frostbite. Yeah. Um, it's it's fine. Okay, you'll, that's you'll, fine. You'll be fine. Have uh, you tried uh, socks? Socks. <laughs> socks and stocks on right now, baby. I've I, recently lent into well, the socks. And shoes. Stocks. <laughs> Sorry, did you say stocks? Socks and stocks? Yeah. Socks and, and Birkenstocks? Sh- sh- shoes? Socks and stocks. That's made me the opposite of com- uncomfortable. That's made me very comfortable is uh, I've started wearing no. socks and Birkenstocks. No, it's just made everyone else uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, that's okay with Tully, me. Tully, what's made you uncomfortable? Socks and Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
All right. I was. Oh, okay. You I've actually got, got one. No, I've actually fine. got one. Go yeah. on. I was on the train uh, the other day. Uh, going up to in the midst of coronavirus. Mm. Very uncomfortable. I know, very uncomfortable. Uh, but what was even more uncomfortable was I was on the way up to Nambour. So I mean, that's that's always already a strong start. Yikes! But um, there was a, a couple in front of me. Just uh, this this man was on speakerphone trying to set up. A young man that I don't think he was related to, but he thought of like a son, uh, into a an intro to strip mining course, and then that could have been worse. Yep, yep. But it's still going. <laughs> and then the lady behind me coughed. They, sh- if looks could kill, they shot daggers at this lady, who then proceeded to hurl obscenities at them, claiming that they were judging her for having coronavirus. That was. The most uncomfortable I've been in a long time. Was, and now I'm uncomfortable sitting next to you. Was it an admission that she no, had it coronavirus? No, it was, she was upset that they judged her for having coronavirus when she doesn't. And apparently she'd been super responsible and just had to take the, the kids to school, goddammit. Uh, God and then she Did followed she them to the next... Them? No. <laughs> she just dropped them off. It was like 10 o'clock. Sure. Um, but then the couple moved and she followed them. Okay, I love this lady actually. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that, that public that transport. Checks out. Yeah. All right, so what we do here is we come up with hooks, we come up with plot ideas, concepts, whims to follow at your leisure for your Dungeons & Dragons or other role-playing game purposes. We do this in the form of a magic trick. First, we come up with a pledge. We have a little, a little, a little, a little, a little sip of an idea. You got, you take the glass. You go, oh, what's that? Oh, it tastes interesting. It tastes. I'm tempted to drink more. You drink more, and you dive right into the pledge, which is when you get to the real body of the drink. You really start to understand the the, the aftertaste, the the more interesting, intriguing notes that you only dreamt of when you had that first sip. And then you get to the bottom, you put the glass down, and you look in the bottom, and the residue there is the final part, the prestige. It's with- like Michael Caine's in the room with me. <laughs> is it? What's Michael Caine? What? Is that a reference? I don't understand. He was in the movie The Prestige. I don't he- understand. Who's this Michael Caine you speak of? Uh, the Prestige is when you we have a little a little twist at the end, a little bit of a, ooh, what's that? That This is, maybe it's a little twist, maybe it's a way for you to incorporate these into your Dungeons & Dragons or other role-playing game. That's my insistent terminology, and I'm sticking to it. What we mean by that is we want you to use these ideas in your role-playing games, but we'll get to the limitations of that at the end of the episode. <laughs> what we ha- what we do is we improvise these hooks based on a stimulus given to us, usually a piece of artwork, a magic card, a Magic the Gathering card, which today is Nessian Game Warden. Nessian Game Warden is a three neutral and two green card. Four for five, five, and it's a beast. It's drawn by Vincent Prose. Mm. I am quite scared of this Vincent Prose person. And this is like an ultra Chimera. Yes, it is. Mm. Like, like you think you think Chimera. What do you think? You pick picture. Someone describe me a Chimera right now. Uh, right it's a car, now, right, a Toyota? Lion, a lion, a dragon, and a goat heads on a lion's body with uh, d- dragon wings and a snake tail. That's rookie numbers, man. You gotta, you gotta pump those numbers up. Okay, Boy, I need at least, I need at least forty tails belonging to different oh, animals. Yeah, uh, body armor on like Give a dinosaur body, and like just dozens of different animal heads. Yeah, it's a kind and of- antlers and horns of all kinds. Yeah, so this, this is like a horns of all kinds episode title. Yeah, mm. this is a teenage boy has been in detention. Uh, he's been just doodling. He's done the he's done the prescribed work. He's just 
been doodling this awesome monster and then they forgot about this kid in the detention room and he's just doodled and doodled and doodled and it's 7pm, his parents have called the police because he still hasn't come home and this is what you have in front of you. And now we will begin. Oh wait, no we won't because there's also a randomly selected word by a word generator and that word is cemetery. And cemetery. Yes. Sam E. Terry. I personally don't want to be buried in Pet Cemetery, but that's just me. I'm freaky like that. And finally, we all have an optional little extra bit where each player has been given a two-sided card with a different concept in it. written on it. They might use that, they might not. Maybe they'll see, look at that card and see evil NPC. I'm going to hook based on evil NPC. Zane is nodding. Zane has evil NPC. Will it be an evil NPC? Let's find out. Ten dollars for evil NPC. I present to you a kingdom. A small kingdom. A rural kingdom. That for one reason or another, the throne has been inherited by a ranger. A ranger who is very connected with the land and respects all forms of life that inhabit said kingdom. Uh, and his, the greatest problem facing this small rural kingdom is the fact that surrounding nations will come into their lands, their forests, poach their animals and s- take it away. And so he asks his wizards, his druids, his his magic people to enchant the land so that anything that is killed there remembers. Haunting. Yes. And we'll come back to that later. But next we have something from Tully or Brooke. Who's it going to be? My idea was really similar to that one. So it's uh, going to be Tully now? <laughs> or you think of a different so if one? we can break it up. Yeah. No, no, I'm still going to go with that one. Okay. I just want something to break it up so that when I say it, it doesn't sound so similar. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, you're... As, as the card, uh, the image seems to imply, in a forest. And you've come across a druid, an old wizened, uh, wizened woman who seems very, very intent on sharing with you her customs. See, she is a believer in the circle of life, that uh, all things that die, die so that more can live. And she's a hunter, and she truly does believe this. And she calls over her warden, shambles up to you a collection of trophies all appearing on one body and uh, she picks her target she gestures to a bird up on the distance and a spectral visage appears on the front well she's found her her target and she races towards it in an incredible uh, an incredible feat of speed and tracking and uh very swift movement. She um, she takes down this bird, and rather than rather than its body simply falling to the ground, it disappears. And the spectral visage of the of the bird it uh, appears in full form on the warden. And so, just to clarify, in this context, the warden is similar to the thing in there, a beast of burden. Do, do a you, beast of burden. Yes. Can you see? Can you see the form of the warden underneath all these trophies? Um, I. So I'm going to differ from the image yeah, here that yeah. the warden is less... It appears as a beast of burden, but it is less a physical being and more uh, a spectre. And the yeah. physical elements are the trophies. Yeah, okay. So it's just kind of a mass of trophies, like the heads of animals with legs. Yeah. Yeah, cool. No worries. Um, yeah. And now we go... This sucks because my idea was just that idea plus that idea. <laughs> <laughs> what if... And hear me out now. It was... 
that idea minus that idea. So there's no idea? Yeah. <laughs> so Go. I can pass that. I mean, the way that I had sort of imagined it in my head is that uh, there's an area of the forestry that's long been used for hunting. And uh, uh, I think, you know, the people need people need furs and meats, etc. So they allow they allow the forest to be used for hunting, but they need to keep the population in check somehow. So uh, basically there's a system set up where any time an animal dies... It is uh, sent to be a part of this creature, and to gain entry into the forest, you have to take this creature down. Uh, so the more animals that are killed, the harder it is to gain entry into the forest, because slowly more and more animals become a part of this fucking xenomorph piece of shit. Uh, so you've got to... <laughs> um, we don't usually get the, the name of the hook in the first round, but there we go. Sometimes I think I should try to do like the really low voice fantasy thing, and then I realise I can't, so I don't anymore. Welcome to Hooked ASM. <laughs> um, so it's basically like, you know, people have been hunting in this forest for a very long time. I think it's probably getting to the point where this beef is this you know beast is getting beefy um i no one's able to take it down at the moment and uh if you could the next one's going to be even worse okay cool you don't need to you don't need to say that it's not cool. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay, okay. ladies uh, and gentlemen, why so patronize me? Sorry, um, I, 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 so, I, I am sorry. I'll, I'll say it more sarcastic. Cool. Uh, yeah, thanks. Zane, <laughs> that sounds better. Yeah, Zane. Let's. Okay. I Turn. hope to differentiate myself because I I wish to include both the setting and evil NBC sides <gasps> of my card. Show off. Um, so this curse or, or basically this this enchantment on the land does something similar to what has already been suggested in that anything that dies, the spirit will remember and go and basically torment the people that uh, are costed, but only when they come back onto the territory. Over time, though, generations pass and the king of this particular kingdom is not necessarily as connected to the land as the one who put this in place and therefore has started killing things and people and monsters and beasts in order to empower this enchantment and create sort of this army of natural spirits to serve their purposes um and now that perhaps i believe that they're probably also a wizard or some sort of magic user and they're looking to use this this land as a staging ground to expand out with their irresistible force of ghost creatures interesting so this person like you've 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 gone ranger and then wizard but you're not touching on druid is there do you don't think that this is a druidic sort of oh, it, defi- it definitely have could have been mm-hmm. um i don't think the original king mm-hmm. was involved in the actual magic he just saw the problem mm-hmm. and asked people to take care of it and i think over the generations so i, I would say maybe maybe sure. 50 generations have passed and the culture has changed from this this rural agrarian society into this more militaristic mm-hmm. side of things um and this king has got this got it in his head that this is a resource that instead of just being used for defense yeah. is now going to be used for offense mm-hmm. if they can harness it and so i'm calling this um the, the beasts of vestige um, so that they can they go out and fight uh, basically for the king now um, and whether or not uh, this is uh, something that you have to get through to kind of uh, release the spirits or whether or not this is your part of this uh, that you have to kind of go out with the spirits cool alright the beasts of vestige vestige nice 
Tully or Brick, who's going yeah. next? Well, um, okay, Tully. I was very worried <laughs> for a second that you were going in a same, similar direction, but fortunately, you did sort of differentiate a little bit, and I'm very glad of it. Good, because I went first, and so you would be copying me, not the <laughs> other way around. Um, so this road is very clearly a, a skilled hunter and a force to be reckoned with. Um, but she announces that she's got bigger plans than just this um, as she reaches towards this warden. And yeah, uh, as she touches it, a number of forms disappear from its appearance and she gains them herself behind her. Uh, a cheetah's head starts to take, uh, take place. Uh, a raven on one arm. Cast fireball. <laughs> yeah, always fireball. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry, keep going. And then she designates her next mark. No. I cast fireball. I cast fireball. <laughs> the king. Yeah. As she takes off, it's now up to you to decide if you want to stop this. I take off in the opposite direction. <laughs> what is what is this crazy beast lady's name? Uh, Susan. Well, I was I was actually not necessarily naming yeah, sure. the crazy beast lady. Uh- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, but I was uh, calling this the Hunter's Ox. Okay. Um, cool. So, and I'm sorry to get go back to the physical thing. Again, so when these heads disappear on the beast of the on the ox itself, do the others like shuffle around to the front, or is it like a- I would I would definitely say they they shuffle to fill the space yeah. to arrange themselves around. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's 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 like it's a bit it's like furniture. It's like it does the does the ox have much of a like it's all about it's it's about the woman the the druid a lot so far. What about this ox? Does it follow her when she goes off? Like what? It does. Yeah, cool. uh, it, it follows slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as this, this druid, she takes off uh, at a remarkable pace. And the ox, it It'll be there walks. in time. It yeah. will be there in time. It's almost as if it knows mm. when it will be needed. Okay. I like that. All right. So, finally. Um, as this creature gets uh, beefier... It also gets a little bit sadder, um, like human centipede Same. style. <laughs> like, you know how like I don't know much about human centipede, but I imagine once you've got oh, a don't bunch worry, of you're here with the next verse, uh, Tully. <laughs> I imagine that it is like, high, Tully Grimley, director of Human Centipede Three, mm-hmm. uh, the porn edition. Yes. Um, so no. as this creature, final sequence, I think you'll find is the, the subtitle for Human Centipede Three. As this creature gains more sort of appendages and tails and heads, it starts to become more cumbersome. It struggles to stand. And thus it becomes easier to kill, and thus people get into the forest easier, and then it becomes bigger, and it's sort of a, sort of a, a bad... It's a bad situation. Um, a group of... Uh, of uh, I want to say vegans. I don't know necessarily <laughs> what they be class-wise. Baby druids, sure. I don't find Blame the vegans. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. A bunch of people who were... Maybe just people who were particularly interested in keeping the population up 
in the uh, conservationists. Uh, they, them, those people. Um, they, uh, the modern, like the fantasy equivalent of those people that stand on the road and try to get you to, like, give them money for by, by filling in their iPad. That's not what that looked like. <laughs> you looked like you yeah, were shooting was, up. Yeah, that was a heroin <laughs> gesture. Yeah. Yeah. That's holding the iPad. Hey, can I? Yeah, no, I'm not even going to do it. Let's keep moving. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep going. So anyway, these people will want to protect the the population and as such they have started to uh, protect the beast from uh, travellers that are coming by to try and attack it and uh, essentially what's happening is that the hunters are becoming the hunted. People that are coming to kill these beasts are being taken out by this group that live in the forests and for a while it just seems like maybe the beast is starting to win but you start to realise that the bodies that are found don't seem to align with the uh, the many mouths of this mm. beast and uh I guess it's up to your party to investigate whether uh, whether this beast is all it's cracked up to be, or if there's something sinister going. Yeah. Okay. So it like it's like Oakja directed by like I don't know Zack Snyder or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I don't watch oh movies. My. None of that means That's anything to me. Born, yeah. Um. What's the name? Become the hunted. Become the hunted. Okay. So we have the 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 beast. The sorry. The beast, beast of vestige. The beast of vestige. We have. The, the hunter's, uh, hunter's ox. ox. I, I keep second guessing myself, and we have become the hunted. Let's go back to finally for the prestige, the beast of bestish. Vestige. I yeah. I, yep. yeah. <laughs> I know what the word. I know the word. I'm just tired. <laughs> uh, so okay. So the king. The the king has basically harnessed this old power mm. of of the dead animals that have been hunted and killed. Um, over the time and basically compelling them to do his bidding and this is where the druids come in okay. I think where they basically sever that connection and give the spirits back their own uh, basically their own autonomy um, and the backfire or, or the amalgamation of the two kinds of the spell form this amalgamation of of spirits that basically just run rampant um destroying those who were compelling them before but also perhaps just becoming a problem across the continent you've created the tarisk uh basically yeah, yeah. yeah. uh with with it's the tarisk but it not, not only is it resistant to everything it's also incorporeal yes yeah, absolutely <laughs> and it is like this is basically nature's wrath like all that humans have done to, yeah. de- to destroy animals over the years is now being unleashed upon human civilization. Yeah. Um, is this a metaphor? It's always a metaphor. <laughs> this isn't. It's, it's Okja again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's where you where the party comes in is like, no matter what side they're on, this happens, and so they may have to deal with this creature in some way, either by calming it down and releasing the spirits or by defeating it in some way. Yeah. So if you have a good aligned party versus a bad aligned party, I think that's the two different ways that this this could go. Cool. Mm. I like it. Uh, uh, my my um, what what I want this to end end with is the Tirask itself also emerges and now you've got a kaiju campaign. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well that's the thing. I, I was because it's just one creature on the card. Yeah, no. I was hoping that like yeah it was a, a group of like different different druid circles and each one basically created their own kaiju out of these spirits yeah uh and then you have to go around taking them all down yeah uh but you know you can do that kaijus are a thing and if your party really likes kaijus or, or if they really hate them and want to kill them <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. all right 
Nice. So that is the Beasts of Vestige. Next we have the Hunter's Ox. Yes. So um, I'm going to pretend that, that our party has morals here. <laughs> Ridiculous. Bold. I know. Uh, too unrealistic. Try again. Um, I know this is fantasy, but come on now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and I'm going to pretend that our our party wants to stand up for against this this droid. Wants to put up at least a bit of a fight. Um, but as they go to to get in her way, as they go to interrupt, she she tries to get past, and they refuse. They put their bodies on the line, but she doesn't touch them. So, so they catch up with her. She's run yes. off with incredible speed, but like you've you've intercepted. Well, she's still got to hunt down the king. Okay, cool. I'm just sorry. I'm just yeah. like I'm just trying to make sh- get, get the lay of it. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, she's headed off to track down the king. Okay. Um. So if uh, the first goal is to intercept her. Yes. But once once you do intercept her, you find that she doesn't uh, attempt to attack you. She in fact tries her hardest to avoid getting into range and even if you should strike her she doesn't strike back as or it, not the king well, as it turns <laughs> out the uh the visage represents not just the next target but the only exception to an oath of no harm ah nice and so should you successfully protect the king this druid is harmless hmm. but should she succeed she gets to choose the next target and nice. it could very well be you I like the the version. If if you're if you're playing the game like properly and you're actually rolling the dice, like the first encounter, she's like, "I'm gonna kill that bird, that one," and then she just has to run off, being like, "Shit, shit, get back here, throw yeah, get back here, no, 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 come I back." Actually, I actually really need. Why did I pick a bird? <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, I'm so, going yeah, to kill that ant. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, and also I just want to. I think that the, like you know the hunter's ox. That's good, but what if the what if this was called come at the king? Best not miss. Um, so yeah, that actually, is actually. I think best not miss is best not miss. Yeah, I think that's the new name of the hook. Yeah, best not miss. Yeah, that's my job as host is to uh, correct to fix the- my shit. <laughs> that's good. That's good stuff. I like that. I I, I like the idea that this, she just like she's a serial killer, but she has to be very specific and it's one at a time, basically. <laughs> and this, sorry, did we get to a motivation for why she wants to kill the king specifically, though? Oh, definitely. This is a deforestation. This is a, okay, this cool. is a politically motivated. Yeah. You, yeah, there was a demonstration of force, and then there was okay. And now I'm going to do this thing, and you're going to help me, okay. or you can't stop me. Nice. All right. So it wasn't that she wasn't invited to the the christening of of the new. We don't princess. talk about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just busy that day. Okay, I got an invite. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we've struck a nerve here. Uh, we'll just move on back to, to Brooke. Hello again. Finish her up. Um, I had an idea. Bold of me, I know. Okay, we're starting back at the pledge. <laughs> Go. No. Um, I think potentially there is an interesting concept here where this beast that's being created is being created by some sort of curse. Not to the beast, but to the land. Mm-hmm. And so the hunters are taking out the people that are coming to hunt the beast, and the same thing is happening. The, these people are now becoming their own, like... It's human centipede. It's ah. fantasy oh, human centipede. So the, uh, the, uh, the, the new idea was, what if we did the... Uh, we go back to the human centipede again. Yeah. So this is Oakja as directed by David Cronenberg. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest. It's it's it's, it's Oakja directed by Tom Six, director of the human centipede. It's like, well, it's not... Yeah. Um, but I think, like, you... I mean, your party is maybe perhaps been tasked with finding the pelt of a rabbit that lives in these forests. Uh 
and they have to decide if they want. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, travellers. Would you mind? I dropped my rabbit pelt while I was out in our forest. Would you mind finding it? And then you wind up hunt, hunt, like hunting the gigantic terror <laughs> monster of oh, oh. hunting the terror of the forest. Yeah, like that's that's D and D destroyer of armies. That's D and D campaigns, isn't it? You get asked to clear out some rats. You wind up defending the king. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've made it. You, you finished the bit for me. I don't need to keep going. Oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a member of the bits. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. What, I, that's what we do. Four for four on that joke. I just keep doing that that's reference. Four for that's four. a reference for nobody. <laughs> um, keep going, Brooke. I'm so I sorry. I don't know what else to say. I think if your party, you know, has to come up with... Firstly, they have to survive being hunted in the first place. But then they have to decide what they are going to do. <laughs> D&D for you. Let's, oh, and, and then, as as will always happen in every D&D campaign, one of the characters suggests getting eaten on purpose and killing it from the inside. That's a good idea. I think the interesting... I think, like, the ideal situation is that, like, they decide that this is not a forest you hunt in anymore. Like, we just let everything be mm-hmm. and we fuck off. It's yeah. never going to happen, yeah. but... No, they're going to resort to violence. They're going to resort to violence. I would um, like to resort to violence. Yeah, I would like to cause table. problems no, no, no. It's, You get one animal handling check, ah. and if you fail, violence. Violence, yes. <laughs> I'd like to mount the beast and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Just run around in circles. Yeah, yeah, what happens there is the halfling gets a natural 20 and now gets to ride this thing. <laughs> and now you have a pet. Yeah. All right, that is hooked. So that is the beast's vestige. We had the hunter's ox and I've... What was the? What was yours again? I'm so sorry. It's the... Become the hunted. Become ah. the hunted. And also it the was... Human centipede I, it was also best not miss. Best not miss, I think, and is the new title. And human centipede for new sequence. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, and also I'm sorry for listening to Hooked. What the best part of Hooked isn't listening to Hooked, though, because God knows it can't be. The best part of listening to Hooked is using those plot hooks in your own role-playing games. But you use these, you use these plot hooks. You best not misuse them, because you see, Hooked podcast is produced under a Creative Commons. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license. This means that you are free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit. Do not use the material for commercial purposes and do not remix, transform or build upon the material in any way. Copyright for the original stories remains with the author and may not be used, duplicated or changed in any way without specific written permission with the author. That all is a fancy way to say you can use it in your campaign. That's all, that's all good. You can use it and change it in your campaign. But if it leaves your table, let's get in touch. Let's touch us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Tully Grimley. Thank you very much. If you liked my... Uh, I wanted to say bits. I hate that. <laughs> if you liked my hook, you can also catch me every Wednesday on Dungeon Deep Dive, where we uh, look into various aspects of fantasy worlds for tabletop role-playing games. We also had with us Brooke, no surname given. Correct. Uh, sometimes I'm on deep dive when they'll have me, but uh, otherwise keep an eye out for uh, Brooke and Friends open mic happening sometime in Brisbane if I can make it happen. And if restrictions ease up enough for that to be physically yeah. possible. Yeah, I mean, realistically, only like two people are going to come anyway, so it's kind of okay. Yeah, kind of okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's as okay as art in Brisbane ever is. Yeah. We also had Zane C. Weber. That's me, I'm Zane C. Weber, and you can hear my new podcast, An Assemblage of Grandiose and Bombastic Grandiloquence, every day, Monday to Friday. 
Zane, you, you, when you regularly host this podcast, you've never plugged your own podcast. Does this mean that when I'm hosting it right now, I shouldn't plug mine? Because you can plug yours as much yeah, as you want. Yeah, I was want. going to. Don't you I dare get in my I have too many way. podcasts to plug them all the time. No, but the thing is, it's not a podcast. It's an audio series. It's an audio series called The Mistome Museum of Mystery, Morbidity, and Mortality. Apparently, it's good. People tell me it is. I don't believe them, but, you know, that's just my bad brain. You can find it in all the places that you can find all good podcasts. Help Don believe in themselves. Rate and review. It'll never happen. Please, though, subscribe. Rate and review. I got a review after a couple episodes, and it was, like, the best thing that's happened to me um, in, a, in a while. So, please, thank you for listening to Hooked Podcast. Uh, keep on hooking. Keep playing games. Goodbye. So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How do these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? poison rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the my same character have a pet? system? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. At ESB Networks, we keep the nation humming. As part of the National Smart Metering Program, we're rolling out smart electricity meters to homes, farms and businesses in your area, allowing you to better manage your energy usage and reduce the need for estimated bills. Meter by meter, we're getting Ireland ready for a low-carbon future. ESB Networks will contact you before your meter is replaced. Find out more at esbnetworks.ie slash smartmeter. We're all beginning to get back to business. So it's time to let customers know. OnPost Commerce is here to help you get through. And nothing gets through to your customers like direct mail. We put your message directly into their hands and their homes. Targeting key areas in your locality. Delivered by a familiar face that you can trust. See how effective direct mail can be for your business at onpost.com forward slash commerce. OnPost Commerce. For your world. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.